0: by the Fire Podcast presents The Heart Speaks. Written and performed by Dave Smale. Chapter 6. These Things Never End Well. He stared at her for a beat, not believing what he'd just heard. What you just said? Tyrone asked. Keisha looked forward in silence. Her breaths quickened. Did you just accuse me of killing our daughter? He said. Her eyes widened, but she still said nothing. Oh, nuh You ain't gonna do this. You ain't talked to me or anyone in two weeks. Then you finally open your mouth and it's to accuse me of murdering Jella? Tell you what, Keisha, they consider you a person of interest, and they ain't got any other suspects. You know what else? I got fired today because of that video you were just watching. Of course, they didn't film the part where the dude was on top of me choking me to death. They don't care that he just put his girlfriend through a glass table and she dead now, or that he threw her baby girl at us to protect himself. They only care about looking bad on the news. Shut up! Shut up! Keisha wailed, grabbing her temple, digging her fingers into her scalp. Her head and torso began to shake violently. What the... Keisha, stop! Tyrone cried. She did stop, but only momentarily. Keisha released her grip on her scalp, pulling her hands away just enough to see that her fingertips were stained with blood. She threw her head back and screamed so loud Tyrone covered his ears. She dug her fingernails into her scalp again, undulating forward and back. Tyrone rushed her, wrapping his arms around her to calm her down. She wasn't a small woman any more. Tyrone was barely able to hang on. He felt like a bull rider. Get off me, she shrieked. With a power that defied her size, Keisha released herself from his grasp. He stumbled to one knee. She leapt to her feet and darted for the kitchen. Tyrone raced after her. Go away, she screamed. Just stop, he called after her. Stop, you're being crazy. Keisha ran to a cabinet, threw it open, and reached inside. In the next moment, a glass tumbler was flying at his head. He got his arms up just in time. The glass shattered, spraying in every direction and opening a gash on his forearm. He lowered his arms but quickly raised them again when he saw another glass sailing at him. Not fast enough. The weighted bottom of the glass hit him squarely on the forehead, shattering. Tyrone's head snapped backwards and he went off balance. Blood ran down into his eyes, forcing them shut. A second later, a ceramic mug hit the top of his head and broke into several shards. Another glass hit him in the chest, but didn't break until it hit the floor. To his left, another mug hit the wall, exploding. His instinct told him to charge at her, tackle her, stop her. But she was his wife. He couldn't hurt her. Keisha had completely lost it. And, if he didn't do something quick, she'd empty their entire cupboard at him, then probably go for the plates. Tyrone cursed. All he could do was retreat into the dining room. Keisha, I'm bleeding. We both bleedin'. Stop. The next sounds he heard were shuffling, then the door into their garage, opening and shutting. Another noise, the automatic garage door was raising. It struck him that not only was this turning out to be an awful day, but this would be the second time today he'd chase somebody outside through a kitchen over broken glass. At least this time, there wasn't malt liquor making the floor slippery. He crossed the kitchen, reached the door as he heard an engine fire up. She gonna drive? He thought. He threw the door open, barely able to see through the blood in his eyes. As was common in Virginia, their one-car garage had no car in it. Keisha parked in the driveway, while Tyrone parked on the street. He ran through the garage, tripping over Jella's bicycle, then his shop vac, He got to his feet and wiped his eyes as Keisha put her Volkswagen Jetta in reverse. She punched the gas. The car's front-wheel drive tires squealed down the driveway. Keisha cranked the wheel to the right when she reached the street, then mashed the brake pedal. Tyrone dashed into the street hoping to get in front of the car and hoping that she wouldn't run him over in her insane rage. But he was too late. Keisha slammed the gear shift and drived and peeled rubber down the street. What's she doing? Where's she going, he thought, frantically. Tyrone ran to his truck, patting his pockets for keys. They weren't there. Where were they? Nah, crap! He'd hung them up when he got home. He rushed back inside, snatched the keys, and mashed the remote start function on the key fob. Tyrone sprinted to the extended cab Ford F-150, not bothering to shut the garage door. Thankfully, the engine was already running. He flung open the driver door, jumped in and wasted no time throwing the column shifter into D and punching the gas pedal. The powerful V8 engine's torque pressed him against the seat while the fastened seatbelt warning chimed. Having no idea which way his wife had gone, Tyrone maneuvered through the neighborhood toward the main artery and only inlet, Norfolk Avenue. He figured if Keisha was trying to get away from him, She wouldn't drive further into the subdivision where most streets were either cul-de-sacs or dead ends. Then again, she clearly wasn't thinking rationally. He pointed the truck onto Norfolk Avenue. He turned left since, to turn right, would be to head toward the Virginia Beach Oceanfront less than a mile away. That certainly wasn't a good place for someone trying to flee. The traffic pattern simply wasn't conducive. And, It would be loaded with pedestrians, especially on a warm, sunny afternoon like today. Tyrone drove to the next major street, Birdneck Road. He turned onto the interstate on-ramp, figuring that was which way she would go. Moments later, he merged onto the I-264 West, heading toward the city of Norfolk. After speeding for more than two miles, he saw no sign of her. Of course he didn't. He was too far behind her, he realized. He lamented that he didn't have a police radio. If he did, perhaps he'd be listening as a dispatcher reported a reckless driver in a VW Jetta. Then Tyrone would surmise that it was Keisha, figure out her location, and chase her down. Then it hit him that he'd likely never hear the sound of a police radio again, unless it was on an episode of cops. A part of him was glad that he'd never hear one again. In his nightmares, He'd often heard the radio call that ended up being his daughter's murder. He snapped back to reality. Come on! Think, Bowman! Keisha wasn't driving blind. She likely had a destination in mind. Maybe a relative's house? Perhaps it would be better for him to just let her go there, wherever it was. Give her some space. Looking down at the half-dried blood coating his forearm and feeling the sting from the gash on his forehead he decided it would be better for him to just go home. Eventually, Keisha would come around. She just needed some time. Time away from everything and everyone that reminded her of their deceased daughter, which included time away from him. He could understand that. In fact, maybe being apart would be best for both of them. Jella had been the only thing holding them together, and now she was gone. If this marriage was going to work, It needed to work for its own sake. Staying together for the kids didn't do the parents or the kids any favors. Tyrone merged into the exit lane. As he approached the off-ramp, he heard police sirens. In his peripheral, he saw flashing blue lights. They were coming from the opposite direction, and they were moving fast. Probably a high-speed pursuit. He recalled being in a few high-speed chases back when he was a uniformed officer. They never ended well. I definitely don't miss that, he thought. Tyrone was exiting the interstate as the blue lights passed. Curious, he glanced in their direction. He half expected to see a customized import race car being chased by Virginia State troopers since they patrolled the interstates. But he didn't. Two Virginia Beach Police Department cruisers. In the same instant, his eye locked on the silver VW Jetta they were chasing. Time slowed as he focused on the driver. No, Keisha. Thanks for listening to The Heart Speaks. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I'll be back next week with another chapter. Until then, God bless and thank you. This podcast is sponsored in part by Fiverr. Click the link in the show notes. And if you purchase anything from Fiverr, you're helping not only this podcast, you're helping to spread the gospel all around the world. You're helping to stop the slave trade and human trafficking. And you're helping the persecuted church. Fiverr is an online marketplace for freelance services. Fiverr, it starts here. This is a work of fiction. Names, characters, businesses, places, events, and incidents are either the products of the author's imagination or used in a fictitious manner. Any resemblance to actual persons, living or dead, or actual events is purely coincidental.